0: from the apocalypse healthier than a lunchable this is state of the game hey. i am your recyclable host uh dano environmentally friendly mm-hmm. and uh i am here with my co-host every week uh who goes to the strip club but only to explain his favorite plot lines from Dairy Girls on Netflix. We, we didn't talk <laughs> to about. Dairy. Uh, Still I don't get it either. Hey, Diggy, thank you for being here. Whew, we're doing it. We're doing it every week, and we. I I called this shot. I've been talking about Jamie Cornelia, our guest, since this album dropped. Art school dropout. I have been repping, Um, so I I finally got Jamie here to talk about, and and I love the album, but when I dug into the previous albums, ooh, it's a story, it's a real story, okay? So I'm excited Mm. to talk to Jamie about that story, and about how those albums felt to to me hearing them, and if that has any uh, basis in real life, so...
1: Okay, let's see.
0: Let's <laughs> here, here. Um, Because I've been running for Music MR since 2011, mm-hmm. like following all kinds of careers, watching people grow and develop, and listening to the first album was I Don't Take Shit Seriously, right? Mm-hmm. And the second album was Big Homie, and this is Art School Dropout. Uh, okay, I think the... For me, how it sounded was, I don't take shit seriously. I don't is take
2: it, this life shit.
0: Yeah, it's, it's really like I don't take this
1: life shit seriously. But <laughs> I'll let I'll let people give they, give me their own interpretation for real because I was in a different place.
0: <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie. If the album title has too many words in it, my my mind is gone after Fun. after. <laughs> yeah, I feel it. Uh, but but that that album is it's like eight songs. Uh, the the cover has a lot of color on it. It's it's all energy. It's all foot in the door. You know, like this is me. You know, a, a loud declaration um, mm-hmm. that you you should do when you're young. When you're young, have fun. Put your mm-hmm. foot in the door. I love that kind of project, and it also sets the stage for something that was in my head. The last song it "Blood on." I don't want to remember of that. the Lamb.
2: Blood of the Blood Lamb. Of the
0: wow, name. yeah, yeah it's <laughs> the, uh, it it has a very sinister 1017 Brick Squad feel to it. Hey, that's what's up. Uh, and that is something that creeps in now and then in the in the world of, of Jamie Cornelia. There's like a there's a dark turn up that I really enjoy. Um, hey, and it's but that's that album. Big Homie is the second album, and to me. This is, this album reminds me of being 28. You were likely not 28 when you wrote that, but, uh, like, when I was 28 (laughs) years old, what happened was I looked around and said, I have too many fucking people around, too many fucking people, and you need to go, you can stay, and I just started, like, line item vetoing people from my life, Mm -hmm. and that's what Big Homie sounds like to me. Yeah. That's that's where you're you're taking accountability of the whole area. Like, this needs to be in better shape. uh, Yeah, it is. Uh, It's dark. There's dark, like string sections to it. There's just moods to it. Like even Husky's on Big Homie, right? Husky Husky is is like a sexy song, but it's it's an angry sounding sexy song. It's not. Mm That's (laughs) funny. It's not. It's not the sexy song that you usually hear on the radio. You know, it's like foreboding. Yeah, uh, and this album, Art School Dropout, feels to me like when you stop going from a singular narrative to all the colors,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it's it. You get you get the the softer, introspective, personal songs. You get the like. Wrapped out crazy posse tracks that are fun, you get you get everything, you know. Uh, th- does that arc make any sense, or did I mischaracterize It's
1: crazy you say that because you, I feel like, as a creative, you can't. Well, I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but like, all everything I make is kind of like, uh, yes, I just make s- stuff that I need at the time, so mm. that's like kind of where I was at in each album. So it's like, I don't take this life shit seriously. It was definitely like pre-pandemic is how I explain to people. So it was pre-pandemic. It was like around the time, cause I dropped like tapes and like stuff like that before. Um, because technically my first album ever was a Voyager. And that was like strictly on SoundCloud. I was like, when I first met Wino Willie and I was more so trying to figure out what the fuck I was doing. But, um, but like, I don't take this life shit seriously. I consider it my first project because it was the first time I had made things strategically. So, it was the first time I was, like, a fully solo artist. It was the first time I was, like, really getting bigger shows. And I started believing in myself. I was performing at, like, um, these, like, really big uh I had figured out my niche. I had figured out how to book like uh, Dragon Con, uh, AWA. I figured out how to book like pride festivals and like things like that. So a lot of that project was like made for the stage because yeah. pre-pandemic, the way I was catching people was in real life. Like I could talk to you online, but when, it, if, when you linked up with like, when, when you booked me, it was an experience because I, I would bring my whole all my people with me. We would, you know what I'm saying? We'd turn up. I'll link up. I, I did a thing where I would have, like, all, like, my supporters pregame literally at my house, which is crazy to think about now. But, like, back then, we'll all link up at my apartment pregame and then, like, mob there. And that would make other people want to book me because I'm bringing people. We're right. turning up. You know, so I'm bringing a party with me. So like, I don't take this life shit seriously. It was supposed to be like, kind of like the juxtaposition of like having fun, living life, going crazy. I was like young too when I made that. I can't think of what age I was, but I was like young when I made that one. Like tw- probably like, 22,
2: yeah, like 22, yeah. 21. And uh, yeah, 2018.
1: Yeah, so probably. Like, oh, yeah. What is time? <laughs> but but uh, so like probably probably like twenty three. But um, I I was like you know just lit, turn oh. up. But I also was like me and my friends were also very like eclectic people. So we're not just lit, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, like my best friend went to Georgia Tech for mechanical engineering. Like we are really smart, <laughs> you know, like, we, we do shrooms and talk about deep shit, you know what I'm saying, so yeah, yeah. it was just, like, uh, I was in this, like, Alan Watts phase, and he, Alan Watts is, like, a ph- philosopher that talks a lot about not taking life seriously, like, we live in a simulation, life is what you make it, so, like, that's kind of the energy I was in, I don't take this life shit seriously, because I I would always tell people, like, oh, I don't take it seriously, because we don't make it out alive, like, We're not making life alive. We might as well just do what you want to do. Uh, Big Homie, I kind of consider that my quarantine album. I also consider that, like, the album I made for me because quarantine was an interesting time for me. Like, I I went into quarantine, what, 24, 25? I think it was, like, 24, 25. And then I came out 26, 27. So it's, like, I feel like I missed a part of my own personal maturity because I was, like... You know, we were all locked in and I and I had to like I went through it really bad. I was gonna quit like mute because everything that I was so used to making like I was at this point, I'm getting booked for like money. you know what I'm saying? like it's paying my bills. We moved out west me and my uh me and my now wife, but at the time girlfriend, we moved out west because I was making more money out west for like shows and like all this stuff and I'm like yeah we're gonna come out here I'm gonna find him I'm gonna find um the agent I'm gonna find this we're gonna do this everything's working out and then the first three months of us moving out west the pandemic happened so like I feel like the rug was like pulled from under me and um I just couldn't sustain everything that we had like planned that we thought was gonna work didn't work and I had to like and I realized a lot about the people around me too you know what I'm saying? I realized that a lot of people around me, um, no disrespect to my friends, because, like, everybody who made it through that with me is still with me, you know what I'm saying? But I just realized how many people weren't really there for me. They were there because they needed me. Like, if I do this, then you get that, you know what I mean? It was a lot of transactional friendships, and I felt myself kind of, like, getting lost in the sauce. It's like, you know what I'm saying, Gucci Uh, Gucci said, don't get lost in the sauce. I felt myself getting lost in the sauce and I had to like realign with like, okay, what are we doing any of this for, you know? So that's why I feel like, and I always tell people, which is crazy, you say what you said about like art school dropout feeling like it's for like, like not a singular point. Cause I always tell people like big homie was the point where I accepted getting older and knowing what I want. So I always tell people big homie is for me. Right. school dropout is for the dropouts. That's for everybody. And I'll call, like, my supporters or, like, people who roll me to dropouts because we drop out of societal norms and we do what the fuck we want. You know what I'm saying? So uh, our school dropout, I, like, made with everybody who supports me in mind. Like, everybody, in every way of the word, like, considering, like, okay, my hip-hop heads because, like, I'm a rapper at the end of the day. Like, I love, like, I mean... Uh my my first favorite rapper was uh my first favorite rapper was was Lupe Fiasco, but um so it's like I wanted something to like okay I want you to know because around that time too like between the albums because I was so used whenever we were back outside and stuff people were so used to me being high energy because they were one right. I don't take this life yet seriously they were wanting new ringtone they were wanting we don't uh, you know they they were wanting that kind of kind of vibe and i wanted people to see like no like i am i can really go with them so so i have like stuff on there that's for like my hip-hop heads i have stuff like that's for like specifically the queer community because i feel like whenever everything else fell um the queer community really had my back as far as like i was doing a lot of pride shows i was doing a lot of like your stuff with SFQP and stuff. So I wanted to make something for that side of myself. I wanted to make stuff for like the punk side of myself. You know, right. sports people who still wanted me to rage. I want, I'm gonna give you some of that. But like all in all, I wanted to have stuff for like each side. I wanted stuff for like grown, like you know what I'm saying, my adult self, like smooth, you know what I'm saying, like vibey type So I was listening to a like, lot a lot of uh Larry June Ooh. too. And yep, I yep. feel like what I love about Larry is that, like, I can play. I can play Larry June for like me, my younger brother, and my grandma. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I was like, I really want stuff like that that I can play for anybody. You know what I'm saying? And that was like my um my overarching thing. And I, I talk a lot with uh, Grandmaster Wave, so shout out to him. That's like my best friend. Um, I consider him like the executive producer of this album because. Literally every day I was working on this album, I was on the phone with my brother. Like, he's like my brother to me. So I was on the phone with him like every day, like, kind of just talking out about talking out things and um, working out things. He's a real story based type person. So I was trying to like figure out how to world build. And I felt like uh, we were talking about how he has an album called Tales of Infinite Eight, where he parallels, so shout out to that one if you haven't heard it. But um, he parallels like his life story with like a, a adventure story, like a quest. And I was like, I want to figure out like what in my life can parallel and be like universally understood. And I was like, oh, dropping out of art school. Like, that was, a, you know what I'm saying, like, I, mm-hmm. I felt like I could really, and then the college, uh, the college circuit, like, I've always been, like, really tapped in with, like, the college circuit in Atlanta, so yeah. I was like, okay, I'm gonna do something, like, it's gonna be funny, because I'm gonna have the colleges play art school dropout, you know what I'm saying, yeah. and, so like, and then I felt like uh, dropping out of college is, like, it's relatable if you've done it, but it's also, like, an ethos of, like, becoming yourself because a lot of people go to college because they're told that's what they're supposed to do to figure it out and to make it make sense. But then when you ge- get older, you realize that none of this shit makes sense. And you, and <laughs> life, like, you know what I'm saying? None of it makes sense. You can follow the A, B, and C. It's still not going to go well. So the storyline is like, yeah, when you drop out of college, nine times out of 10, you got to go do some crazy shit and then realign with yourself. So the real story behind art school dropout is like crashing out and then realigning with your purpose. And that's what I felt like I was doing while I was writing it. You know what I mean? Like really like reintroducing yeah. myself to my goals. So I'm really, it's really crazy because you really met out. Like that is exactly how my life was going since since the first album. So don't uh, mm. hear, man. I appreciate you for actually paying attention.
0: Yeah, no, you can, like, that's the great part about rap music is that you can feel the personality of the person that you're mm. listening to. And you can, mm-hmm. you can, you can feel that, en- like, big homie, the audio clips, right? The audio clips of, like, guard your energy. Leave that motherfucker. Like, these are things that you say at that point in your life mm-hmm. where, you, like, you realize that you bring the party, but you realize, like, some of these people at the party ain't shit. Like, yeah. I- I'd rather have a smaller party full of people that are all solid, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's what Big Homie definitely feels like. An assessment of that. There's lots of like interesting songs that are like directly or indirectly about betrayal of trust, mm-hmm. and, uh, failing out of their own lives, and lying to themselves about it uh, mm-hmm. in a way that like disappoints you, you know, because you know how what they could do. Um, I think anybody who really enjoys Art School Dropout should go back. And listen to that order. And then, yeah. like, understand it. Yeah. Yeah. That and sense. then
1: I even tried to, like, I wish that I could do, because the original cover to Big Homie would, uh, just wasn't possible because I was still technically in quarantine. Mm. So I couldn't do, like, actually, Grandmaster Wade <laughs> took that picture on his phone for <laughs> for Big Homie. Or I think he used my, uh, my camera. But, like, I just asked him to come through because I couldn't do what I really wanted to do. But, um... I, I don't take this life shit seriously and like art school dropout. They're, like, intentionally pretty much the same cover to, like, insinuate that it's a journey. So.
0: Yeah, Kay, how did you feel about that, uh, the arc of, of the album?
2: Yeah, because, you know, Dano and I have talked about this many times, about, you know, as a as a rapper, your rap persona... Or, or, you know, who you're presenting on WAX has to have like a character progression in order for the, you know, the for, in order for the audience to stay engaged. Yeah. You know, like you can't be rapping about the same thing on your first album uh, that you're rapping about on your 12th album. Right. People are eventually going to tune out. So for me, like listening, I listened in the chronological order uh, and, I, and I was able to hear the progression in terms of development of of the character of Jamie Cornelia. Mm -hmm. And
1: what what was cool, too, is that, like, uh, on... I really consider Big Homie a quarantine album because, like, I produced most of that. Like, most of that album, I produced... Like, that's the first one I produced most of. The... um, I don't take this life shit seriously. It was just, like, random... Brandon beats people would send me on the internet like some of them like Mingo sent me a pack so shout out to him but most of them were just like fans that like
2: also made beats
1: so it was all just really like party
2: uh, see that, that would make sense because I did feel like I listened to the to I don't take this life, this life shit seriously and I was trying to figure out like what what is the takeaway here for me Mm-hmm. Like what? What does she want me to take away? And then when I listened to Big Homie, then things started to come, kind of like the it's things started to ferment for me a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Particularly like from the opening track. I mean the uh, what was the opening track? Sorry. it was a
1: uh, call like testimony where I was like kind of Big like, Homie
2: Blues. Yes.
1: Oh, big. Oh, so y'all heard it on on uh, Bandcamp. Yes. Shout out to y'all. Because <laughs> I had to actually, uh, big uh, on Bandcamp is how I intended people to hear it. But unfortunately, the the sample I used on Big Homie Blues, I couldn't put that on DSPs. So I had to, like, make a whole new beat.
2: Uh, George Benson?
1: I don't even know, man. Yeah. Just, yeah it's I, like I, one of those I, classic samples? Yep, I know exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah, they, they got awesome. like
1: that
2: you could and that set the tone because i felt like uh like i don't take i don't take this li- life shit seriously. It, the the energy was very from rambu- It right. was very like high energy and it makes sense because you were you said that you were strategically created that for your stage mm-hmm. uh for the live audience. So that would make sense where you'd, you'd want something upbeat. Uh so then like when i heard uh big homie blues it was like really like, it it really snapped into focus, and it was very, like, low. It was, like, a lower-key energy, mm-hmm. and it was, like, a really change in pace for me.
0: Yeah. 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 And then once you get to Art School Dropout, it feels like all the tools are coming together, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And and, and it felt more like, because the second album, like, it felt much more focused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then that focus carried on the art school dropout as well. Like
0: Yeah, that's that's dope. The Larry June point is interesting. I think I what I think the, the superpower for Larry June a little bit is um the so if there's like a basketball thing when we talk about when they talk about James Harden, uh K, okay, they mm-hmm. say his strength is that he doesn't let the game speed him up. Mm-hmm. He moves at his pace, yeah. and Larry June does that because the game does speed you up as an MC. It puts yeah, pressure correct. on you to do cool shit other people are doing, right, mm-hmm. and to sound like how other people are sounding, and to mimic flows and and Larry June just moves at this at this speed that is just his dimension, regardless yeah. of whatever is cool, yeah, uh, or, or going on, uh. And that's that takes ice cold composure.
1: Yeah, and it it also takes like you really like you really got to fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of these people, like not trying to be like that, but a lot of these artists that I meet or like I see in the scene or whatever, they don't like themselves enough to like really stand on themselves. You know what I mean? Because there oh. was even a point where. I always consider, I consider Big Homie my my Slept On album. I feel like every rapper got that one. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I I, I always consider Big Homie my Slept On album because I was so, like, I was almost, like, forcing myself not to, I was really associated to, like, punk rap music. I was really associated with, like, jumping around on stage I was in a punk band for like five years I was really like associated with like that and not saying I don't like that kind of stuff because I mean I got stuff like that on my new album Yeah, I like I really 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 wanted people to see that that wasn't like I'm not trying to have a thing and you know what I'm saying I'm not trying to have a niche I'm not trying I know that like I and mean, I love Rico Nasty. I love I BK Darula. I love, I love uh, everybody that's doing that kind of thing right now. Um, or like that set the tone for that. Like I love that kind of stuff. But that's like not all of me. And I feel like rappers feel like they have to have Okay, I have to have a niche so that people can see. And then whenever that thing is popular, I can be the first one to do. I'm not interested in being the first one to do this. I'm not interested in I'm just interested in expressing myself, representing who I am. So other people like me can see themselves and like tell my story, because I feel like if we don't tell our stories, then other people tell our stories. And it's not always going to be the way we want to express, you know, and then, um checking out people like uh Larry June really the two artists that really made me want to like lock into what I'm trying to say is uh Larry June and Jid. I feel like those two uh those two artists like really do a really good job at saying exactly like this is me. People have their like different opinions on like their music or whatever, but like I just really like the way th- them to execute themselves in their own worlds, and I really wanted to like figure out how to do that without like sounding like them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I wasn't trying to be like, okay, I'm about to be a pimp now. Like y'all you know, got you know saying <laughs> you got that, bro. But like I just really appreciated. Like, his aesthetic is his, his sound is his, and, like, I have, and he has music that I can play for, like, a universal amount of people, and, um, and the world-building that comes with that, because that's my thing now. Like, now I'm trying to work on, like, world-building and how to make everything connect and grow within each other.
0: Mm. Yeah, no. Shout-out to Larry June, who, in an interview, Kay, I don't know if you can find it, said like they were like do you have any advice for people and he said he looked at the camera and said don't waste your money on unnecessary shit always have clean underwear i actually remember that
1: <laughs> i know
0: exactly it was like was, sitting outside it was like yep, after a yep, performance yep. yeah and i was like that that's a one of a kind mind you know <laughs> i love this individual uh so but it, it's it's Art school dropout is a really good umbrella mm-hmm. for all of these kinds of sounds, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Lupe thing is an interesting point because, as you know, I've had a complex relationship with Lupe over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, and but revisiting his stuff, I was like, and we were always talking about how fancy Lupe was and how smart he was, but this music is fun as shit. Yeah, like. Yeah hooks are great. The beats are, are are opulent. Like Lupe was not underground. Like period. That's yeah. not like he was he was hooky. He was catchy. He was fun. Yeah. So, so like Lupe could have been on the Run It Up remix and been fine. You oh, know, yeah. uh, So
1: food, food and Liquor, Lupe of uh, the cool. Actually, people don't talk about the cool enough. Ooh. <laughs> that was my that was like my favorite album for a very long time. That was
2: the thing with him is he knew how good he was too. Yep. Yeah. that's that's the thing that people didn't like. Like he wasn't he he wasn't like humble. Like no, I shouldn't say he wasn't humble about it, but he knew. Like he knew, and he would. He was sure to remind people of how talented he was. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no. If you if you're in like an intelligent rapper, it's hard. It can be hard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's because... hard because it's hard because it's like
1: especially nowadays. Like, I feel like back when I was, because I uh, I was listening to like the cool and like what middle school, high school, but yeah. um, I but um, I remember like like back then it was it was like every rapper had their own space, you know what I'm saying, to breathe because it's right. like. I was really, and then, but everybody also, like, had hubs, so I was listening to, like, Lupe Fiasco, The Cool Kids, you know what I'm saying? Like, that kind of stuff, which at the time felt underground, you know what I mean? And then, like, my yep. first year out of high school, like, when I got out of high school, um, that's when, like, this SoundCloud era started happening, yep. and, like, you know, you had all these, like, a bunch of different pockets of, like, sounds and stuff, and I feel like now we're in a space where it's like so many artists that like um I don't know it's just hard to be declarative you know what I mean like it's hard to be like declarative about what you're trying to do because it's so many that like almost like everybody is like oh we're all here now okay we're all here now okay and then you have like I mean not to get conspiracy wise but then you have like like, industry plants and, like, industry situations to where it's like, okay, we're all here now, like, people are, like, literally erasing their old selves to be rock stars now, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, so it's, uh, so I just really appreciate when I see artists that are still declaratively them, Mm -hmm. clearly, like, okay, y'all are doing that, that's cool, but I'm doing this, and I feel like it's enough room for everybody, and I think sometimes with it being that many people, we forget that we don't all have to fight for the same we don't have to fight for that and then too, like, I talk about this a lot too with my friends rap is almost like the only genre that really does that to each other And because I like, I can listen to rock and I can listen to like, 12 different bands that sound like Nirvana and no one will care but like, if I listen to 12 different artists that sound like Kendrick like, man, this motherfucker sound like Kendrick. <laughs> he trying to sound like Kendrick. You know what I'm saying? So it's always it's just like a weird, like nuanced thing for me where I just decided not to give a fuck and to make my shit and then let people decide what they're going to do with
0: it. I don't know if I like I don't think no, I, can I mean yeah, oh, great points all the way around. It, it's yeah. it's yeah, there's a lot. I think the audience is better now a days at letting artists kind of turn to them and say, trust me. You know, this is a new direction, trust me. And uh, more conscious of their own hang-ups as fans. Because, like, what happened definitely in the Lupe days was, like, if a rapper came out and was like, I murder lots of people, we'd be like, I have no idea, but I believe you. Yeah. You know, I'll take mm-hmm. your word for it. Uh, but if the rapper came out and was like, I'm smart, we'd be like, prove it. <laughs> yeah. And, you know? And it was it was a weird thing. And I don't think we examined it enough uh, of like, why are we so hostile at these people who are not like they, we we don't we never look at a gangster rapper and go, he's kind of gruff in interviews. Mm-hmm. But we do that to, to rappers who are trying to kick uh, any sort of mess. And like, then
1: uh, how you said that, like, Lupe was actually fun. It's yep. crazy that we even had that thought process cuz it's like you can be smart and if I think Jid does a really good job at that. Like I went
0: to
1: I went to the, oh, yeah. the Jid Smino concert uh before I came back out here and um I was thinking about that. I was like Jid's actually like a genius because his stuff is really about something and especially if you like live on the east side like you know what you know what I'm saying? You really yeah. experience the stuff that he's making music about. Uh, I got to I got the chance to meet him at the concert and that's like what I told him I was like bro Cody Cody Blue 31 is literally it sounds like East Atlanta like I don't know how to explain it but like it sounds like it sounds exactly like Latonya. <laughs> like he like how like Latonia looks and like but he was like yeah because you get it you know what I'm saying and mm-hmm. um I don't know, like, back in the Lupe days, it was almost like you had to pick. Like, that thing I was saying before, like, you had to pick. Like, are you going to be on some trap shit? Are you going to be on some book pushing shit? Like, and there's no way to be both, you know? <laughs> like, there's no way you can be, like, from the block, but also smart. But, like, if you look at real life, like, I mean, my best friend, my best friend was, I mean, he talks about it a lot, too, so I'm sure I am might, like, rap, like, dry snitching on him, but my best friend used to break into like the complex office to steal the computers, take them home and put Pokemon mods on them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you know, say, Oh, some nerd shit. You know what I'm saying? Awesome. It, so <laughs> it's like it's and 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 it loves Harry Potter, loves dragon books, all of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? So it's like duality exists amongst people, but for some oh. reason. Back then, we didn't really let people express their duality, and I think the power with the internet and like in, in, being truly being able to be independent and still having a way to sustain yourself allows us to really show, like that we're able to do this and that and that and that. I think Smino does a good job at that too. Like, oh, yeah. yep. Smino yeah. does whatever the fuck. <laughs> like at this point, I don't even know what to call him musically, but he does whatever, and it just works because he's just being himself. But you know, T
0: Pain must listen to SmiNo and go, I could have, you know, if I had a few yeah. more years, I would have been uh, comfortably. I mean, he, to be early. <laughs> the bounce in his delivery reminds me of the kind of joy that we had in T Pain for those years. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, he's SmiNo's awesome, and and Jid is awesome. Was a great, uh, great things. Yeah, it's. Talk talk to me about. I think this. I pointed out in the breakdown, art school dropouts like forty five minutes long, Mm -hmm. and this is now an environment that's like very pro thirty minute album or less. Yeah, I've I've heard interesting feedback on that. (laughs) (laughs) Coming at you on that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've 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 just had interesting conversations as to like I've had people ask me why did I make the album so long, and I was like I don't make music in like time constraints. But my my granddad, who pretty much like helped raise me while my mom was in school. Like I mean I still lived with my mom and all that, but he was like kind of helping my mom out because she had me early and whenever I was young she was still in college. So um he would help me out like help her out and take care of me. And my granddad was a DJ in the 70s. So like when I was little I was listening to like Earth Wind and Fire um, a lot of Earth, Wind & Fire, like Parliament and Funkadelics um, and all that. And then whenever I got of age, like I want to say like high school, and I started like looking at looking for my own music, I started listening to a lot of like bands. And I was in marching band and my marching band did, um, we did rock themed shows. Uh, so one, So pretty much marching band introduced me to Pink Floyd. So I'm listening to like nine minute songs like you know I'm saying? 10 minute songs like i listen to entire albums but when i dropped this one i had one friend in particular which you know shout out to my boy but i had one friend in particular and he was like oh you're going like the scissor approach and i was like i'm not going any approach right right no fuck yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. The, the the uh the the album was done here i couldn't take any of the songs out like i couldn't understand like i took like a couple of songs out to be honest but it was more so on some like this song and this song are pretty much the same song. I can take that one out. Yeah. Or like, you know, but um I don't even think like I don't care about it being like about people's attention span because regardless, people are going to listen to what like people are gonna do what they're gonna do. You know what I'm saying? Like you can take a sec if you're if you're one of those people that only want to hear a minute of a song or only a 30-second clip goes viral. You can take 30 seconds out of this whole thing if you'd like. I, You know, I, I don't mind long music. I listen to full albums. I listen to discography. So, mm-hmm. And there's still people like that. I put, a, I put a poll on Twitter before, and I was like, are y'all still listening to albums? And I noticed that a lot of people said they listen to albums, but commented, oh, yeah, people aren't listening to albums. And then I was like, do you realize that we're assuming that?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because
1: most people say that they listen to albums, but we're, like, assuming that people don't because it's what we're, I guess, told or made to believe because...
0: Yeah, it's like cranky old music writers Mm -hmm. writing stuff that they don't like about kids that are, like, (laughs) little kids they don't like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, These kids. I
1: think it it helps that I have a... My brother's 19. My younger brother is 19. Mm -hmm. And I know he doesn't listen to albums because we've talked about this all the time because whenever uh he'll come over and I'll just play a whole album and he was like damn we still we still listening <laughs> to comedy? like that's crazy <laughs> we still, you still playing it? and I like you know so I know um so I took that into consideration because like what like I said with our school drop out I thought about other people like I like big homie was for me I right. was gonna drop out with my people so I thought about it and I was like, okay, if I want to make a full album. Let me make it to where if you play it, it doesn't get boring. So that's why I kind of like f- switch the genres up a little bit, like so it wouldn't feel like we're hearing the same song for forty five minutes. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, you were—I was—all I, of them songs was going on that damn album because I because I worked hard on them shits.
0: Okay, <laughs> yeah. the 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 thing I love about it and how the length of it is that you end up getting. You end up getting, like, several different runs. Mm -hmm. Like, 13 through 15 is my, like, 10-17 Brick Squad section, right? Mm -hmm. Waka Flocka could be on rock. Like, it would be great. Like, uh, that, you know, that that whole section, run it up. You can't stay in your seat to run it up. Like, it's – that whole section goes hard, but, like, when – I okay, I would uh we'll talk more about it, but I was a guest on a podcast. They asked me to bring songs that I've been listening to, and the first one I wanted was City of Stars, City Full of Stars. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I was like, you know, let me get permission for that one. Uh so that I love that song, and that's more of kind of like a pop punk uh yeah. feel, you know. Um there's 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 warmth in that song. You know, there's like uh, wonder. I think that's what I described. There's wonder in that song,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, along with the guitar. So it's not. It, but then there's there are songs on here that are, kind of that have a vengeful energy. Shadow talk, right? That
2: yeah, talk, yeah.
0: It, there's like, that one's crazy. Cause I did not
1: expect people to like that one. That one almost got taken off the album.
0: So that's crazy. Uh, it, it's got to be there, it, but. This is this is an album full of vividly colored emotions, right? Yeah, uh, feel something is is a definite emotion, uh, you know, just as valid as shadow talk. So, I love this album because I think it it kind of has all your feelings in it somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, Kay, what did what what did you think about the runs on this? What did you think about? I,
2: I liked really the the run that I really liked was feel something shadow talk melodramatic rock mm. uh, and dizzy. So from 10, ten to fourteen. Oh okay. yeah. I mean, actually, the whole the whole second half of the album is really yeah. Yeah. really great.
1: Yeah, and I, like, I noticed that too. Like, either people either tell me they really like it because like my best friend, he's more of a hip hop head, so he really great. likes the first. He said the second one he, like the second half, like he likes the whole album cuz he executive produced it with me but sure, he sure. likes the, the whole album but that first one is just something he he says the first one he listens to casually, the second half he has to be in the mood for. It. And I'm like oh, cuz I feel like the second half is a little bit more moody. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. You know I mean? Yeah, the first half is definitely something that if you regularly listen to underground hip hop, you'll just enjoy being in that space, right? Mm-hmm. It's like Uh, thoughtful and groovy and interesting perspectives and you know great raps and then the second half the energy just turns way up uh, and and it's I love having both you know it does feel like we get two albums for one on that
2: and and what what was the processing of the sequencing like how did the did you have different versions of the sequencing or did you know pretty much this is kind of how I want it to go
1: it was kind of like a jigsaw puzzle. So like I made every, I made, I am I just made music for like a while. So I just like was making stuff and whatever. I would like feel something inten- intensely. I would like write about it, make the songs and all that. And then I'll then when it came to sequencing, I was putting it together to where it makes sense. And then I was putting the, then if, if it felt like a shift or a, a crazy jump, I would put like the that's where my interludes would come in to kind of soften it up. Cause there were some parts where like, I'm to this day a little iffy about like how I shifted it. But like I was like, it's I'm not, <laughs> I'm not finna let the perfectionist come out. You know what I'm saying? But um ideally I wanted it to set the tone of like okay, I dropped out of school, I'm going to do it myself, I'm going to create, like, I'm super, I'm highly motivated, I'm, you know, doing all this stuff, I'm kind of known for being, like, super DIY, like, hustle mentality, and then I wanted to also, like, kind of highlight that experience of crashing out, and what that meant, what that experience was like for me, so I kind of feel like, um, feel something is, like, the start of the shift, Mm. you know what I'm saying, like, right after, um, kind of, like, experiencing this and like realizing that like people don't really value art as much as you would like for them to and all of this and now we're just like turning up partying, and kind of lost a little bit and then um so I wanted it all to make sense like storyline wise and then I was yeah, like okay yeah. when are we going to actually crash and I think I was like, okay whenever dizzy happens and we're kind of like mocking but also talking about like the idea of like Acting hard and like, oh yeah, I'm such a super tough, you know, I rob niggas, I, yeah. you know, like all of this stuff, like, but it's not real. Like, and then you end up crashing out because you're trying you to know. be something you're not. And then it goes back to like, okay, that's why I say oh, we interrupt this tr- program and to tell you the truth. Like, okay, yeah. it, what part of what part of all of this, like everything you're doing, where, like, where, where does it align with your personal spirit? And then you, at the end, realize like, okay, same difference. It's like, okay, we're all really trying to do the same thing. We're maybe come from different backgrounds or all of that, but we're all really trying to like, you know, elevate our situation and run it up. And we all have different motivations as to do it, but like, we like at the end of the day, we're all trying to get out. So that was really like the sequence I wanted it to show, like the the shift between going from individual kind of mindset and like all this fake shit, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) To, like, realign into, like, your actual source and really understanding that, like, we're really all trying to... We're not, like, we're all going to make it, but, like, we're all trying to figure out what the fuck is going on and how to take care of ourselves and how to sustain whatever that tribe looks like to you. So that's really where this, like, the, the concept of the sequencing was. Like, I was picking the songs up and putting them together to where I was, like, okay, how does this make sense? How does this make sense here? There's certain parts or certain songs where I didn't know where I was going to put them, but I knew they had to go there. So like mm-hmm. uh, earlier in the projects, like routine, and I felt like routine had to go first because that was whenever I, I dropped out of school and I was trying to be like by the book, like, okay, green tea in the morning, do this exercise here, get right, you know, real formulaic. Cause I thought that's how you had to be. And then, um, asking myself like okay you got potential but like what are we where what's the game plan what's going on you know you know so I don't know I I really tried to like kind of mimic I really feel like now actually saying it I really feel like art school dropout was me explaining I don't take this life shit seriously to art school dropout in one album like my process from like my early my early 20s to like right now
0: all in one that's awesome no, and, and Kay, the imp- important thing about the sequencing that I think you just pointed out, Jamie, that I don't want to go unnoticed, the intentionality of setting apart the, the, the audio skits, right? Campus mm-hmm. radio is is really important, right? There's like these this skit on there where it's like, you know, we're going to be right back with an interview with someone who's, you know, a barista and an artist, and, you know, balancing all this stuff and, you know, it's like you're inventive, you're building a fan base, but you're dead ass broke. How does that feel? You know, yeah. goes into the next song and you're like, oh, wow. Um, that's a real point that was made and setting it apart in the track listing draws your attention to the importance of that. And then, mm-hmm. well, you know, back to telling the truth. That's that is another skit set apart from the song, that you know, it's you in a declarative voice, snapping people back into it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Y'all really paid attention. I, I really, I'm
2: really
0: thankful. We do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you were able to listen to it, Kay.
2: I love yeah, it. and then I, and then my other question about it is you have a lot of, of guest features. Can you talk mm-hmm. about how did you build, like, this network where you have, I mean, let me count, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You've got eight guest features on it, and they all have, like, unique voices. So, mm-hmm. like, how did you build this network where you could call someone and be like, hey, I-, I I hear something that you sound good on?
1: I think, like, the big thing that, like, where people don't get their features back, <laughs> I'm going to be real, I'm first I'm known I'm known for delivering so it's like anything I start I finish like there's not too many things that I've done that people see me do that don't make it to the finish line so I think like people have a trust and if you're a part of something that I'm working on that is going to be finished and it's going to be intentional and it's going to be of quality and I don't mind paying I don't mind I'll, all my splits are done correctly all my like you know what I'm saying like that's first, like everyone. I'm kind of thankfully, since I have like a little bit of skin in my city, like I kind of they like people kind of know what I do already. It's not like I'm like a newbie and they know that I'm very serious about my work, so I think that really helps. But also, like, I'm really intentional about who I reach out for things now, mind you. It's eight features, but, like, I probably hit up about 15 people to be on things. Because I'll hear, like, oh, I hear this or this person or this person on this, you know. But, uh, or, like, some of the songs with two features is because I hit up two people that I heard on it and they both sent it back to me. (laughs) So i just like, okay, let's (laughs) make it You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, I think, too, a lot of times people don't get their features back or people don't end up working because they don't get songs that, like, make sense for them to be on. Mm -hmm. rather it be like conceptually or like sonically like your voice don't even sound right on this tone so like for example direct deposit i knew i wanted jazzy the rapper on that one i knew i didn't that was the one well i'm not gonna lie i sent that one to someone else too but they just were so busy they couldn't get they couldn't get to it but um i knew jazzy the rapper would works well on that one because she has a song already because I'm a fan of everybody too. So no. mm-hmm. she has a song already that was like kind of house like it's like I forgot what it's called but like let me get your number let me get your name let me what you sign let me pick like it's real like dancey So I was no. like ooh I got a beat that she's gonna already like and then um for Dizzy originally I was gonna get someone else on it, because I thought, I felt like Dizzy was going to be like, I still kind of feel that way, but I felt like Dizzy was going to be like the song, like I was, oh yeah, this is going to be the one everyone likes, it sounds like, it felt commercial to me, like a commercial rap song, right. so I was trying to get like a bigger artist at first, but um, someone suggested me get like Girls on it too, they are like, yeah. oh yeah, the Girls on it, because that's going to be crazy, like, that, that's the wave right now, but also... Um, hearing a girl on a, on a beat like that is really cool. So um, I hit up Kalem Like Salem because she already liked the song. and She heard I was looking for features because we worked out of the same studio. So she heard that song and wanted to get on it. And then um, Meraki A. Noir, um, we did a feature before and I just like her delivery and I like how gritty she is. And I felt like putting them two beside each other would be crazy because Kalem's real like, Poppy and girly sounding, whereas Rocket and Noir sounds like a like a ninja that's coming for you. Like <laughs> that would be like super dope to put beside each other. And then, um, I mean, Sanco and Grandmaster Wave. I was in a rap group with them before I started doing solo stuff, so it's like almost tradition to have them on. Like they're on every single album I have, so that's right. almost tradition for me. I just normally find what songs sound best for their voice. Uh, satire was um that was some random shit actually satire is like i was a fan of his in high school and we became friends on twitter and uh he asked me for a favor and then he was like yeah if you need anything just let me know and i was like well i need a feature And he was like hey yo okay run it because that's crazy because he didn't think i was just going to like boldly ask for a feature because he's uh kind of like known in like the battle rap scene so he just he just looked out honestly. I was actually just with him the other day. He works he works a lot with like left brain and shit now. So yeah, that was yeah. just a, a cool little look. I'm trying to think, oh Stones, Stones is like a psychedelic guy, so I knew that he would like that, like that beat. And then um I'm trying to think, oh yeah, Trevi. This is another one for um intentionality. So the song Potential is like specifically about like getting mm-hmm. up and, and doing it yourself, Love and like and and like making it happen like, and okay. not just resting on like the you know your talent you know what i'm saying like also like doing the work and trevi was the only one i felt like that could get on a song like that out of all the friends i have like respectfully because he he's just he me we work the same like he edits his own videos he does his own booking he he he's a, a, a very diy artist so i felt mm-hmm. like he would understand where i was and he was a leader in a rap group. Like we kind of like had the same trajectory when it came to like working in a rap group and not really working out because you're pushing everybody else to work. So then you gotta do your like in, in coming into like building the confidence to take the training wheels off and doing your own thing. Like I felt like he understood that story and he sent it back like he sent that back to me like within like two days. So so um I think that's another thing too with give, getting my um getting my features back and like really building that network is that like there was, like, real intention behind, okay, this person would understand this, and this person would understand this as far as either storyline or little tone of voice. And then, yeah. like, oh, yeah, I forgot about Zach Manson. Well, Zach Manson, he's a rock star, so I had to get him on rock. <laughs> like, Zach Manson, I just, whatever, I was actually trying to get him on something else because I was trying to pull him out of his comfort zone, but when he heard that beat, he was like, what is this? So <laughs> I was like, yeah, <laughs> <It> <laughs> And we uh, we grew up together too, like me, uh, me and Zach. We uh we grew up together, and like I I knew I wanted somebody on rock, like of course not to like you know do that, but like who was really in the field for real? Like I didn't want nobody getting on no song about fighting nobody that couldn't really fight. You get what I'm saying? Like he really <laughs> he really came from that, so like I knew I could like talk like that with him, and it would be real because that's my thing too, like. I'm not trying to get on no song and fake kick it with nobody.
0: No, I mean, and Kay, by the way, as you know, I wake up to rap music. I have uh <laughs> rap music as my alarm. Potential is a great alarm. Wake up.
1: Shout out John Taylor. She, uh, she told me that too. That's crazy. You said that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wake up to it. But uh, no, that's awesome. And, and so Kay, Think about what Jamie has told us, and how unique the the arc is. Even more unique than I had pictured it, just because her first album, like she said, by that time making that album, she's partying with her fans at her apartment, bringing mm-hmm. them to the show, going to the show, and doing that for a while. Yeah. So that, because when you said when you said that you made big homie for you and consciously made this for your people for the, the the people who follow you i was like man that's such a conscious distinction that's like high level to be able to go yes this one was for me but they can't all be for me that mm-hmm. one's just like mm-hmm. that comes from like you actually know your audience like yeah
1: I really giggle really with my people. I mean, like, it's a little different now because um, I've been really busy. But, like, even, I mean, shout out, uh, honestly, uh, to uh, an artist that, like, really taught me that in the city um, Oji Dam. So he's a, y'all, if y'all, if you like Larry Jr., you will like Oji Dom. I ain't gonna hold. But <laughs> not trying to do that to him because he has his own sound. But, like, they, like, kind of had that same, like, smooth feel. Um, but, like, Oji Dom. He's based in a uh, in south on the south side, and um, I remember the first time I went to go because I'm cool with uh, Flock and Franco, and they're like uh, his boys, and they brought me to one of his shows, and he's the one that put that in me. Like, he's the one that like we met at his house, all his all his people met at his house, and then we caravaned to, <laughs> to his show, and like he was really like, and he's really like. Now, a lot of artists try to do this and it doesn't feel intentional, but he really, like, re- whenever he shakes your hand and, like, looks you in, like, thanks for coming, man. I really appreciate you coming out. You really feel that. And then so sure. whenever I like, experienced that from going to, like, I want to say it was either his show or his uh, or his video release party. It was one of the two things. So whenever we I experienced that with him, I was like, this is the feel that, like, Right. We already kind of do this. Me and like when I was in a rap group, we already kind of do this after we get off stage. Like when we got when we used to get off stage, we stick around and like talk to everybody and thank you know what I'm saying take the pictures. We chill at the chill at the um, the 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 booth where we sell the CDs and the T-shirts and like talk to everybody. Like we were already doing that at the shows, but it's different when you're at someone's like house. And like, you know, so he's, like, kind of, like, the first person that, like, really showed me how to do that, and, like, now with the internet and, like, I guess with, like, group chats and Telegram and Discord and, like, uh, going live, going live stream, shout out to Wiz Khalifa, you know what I'm saying, with right, the database, right, right. you know what I'm saying, like, really being able to, like, do that kind of stuff with tech, you don't have to like open your home and you can pr- protect your personal space but still have real life conversations and communication with your with your uh with your fans so like i spend a lot of time talking to the people that support me you know what i'm saying like, i have like actual i have i have like an actual telegram with like actual people that support me and like you know we really talk i really let them know like hey i'm working on this i send demos and like all of that so like i really know my people but I know, like, that, it takes
0: that's a, such an advantage. So many people are putting out music uh, to a set of people they have no idea who they are or what they're tasting.
1: Yeah. You know, Russ they're, is really good know? at that, too. Nope. He has Russ has a Discord where because I'm in Russ's Discord, <laughs> but Russ has a Discord where he like talks to his people too. Like you really, you really get an advantage and like you don't waste time like that. Like that's one thing about uh OG Sandam. Whenever like I started really kicking it with him, I was like, like he not he not wasting no time. His accuracy is, is amazing. Like when he drops something, it's exactly
2: like,
1: Precision, yeah, it's it's exactly what the point is across, and his people are crazy. Like, I know people who who fuck with like uh, Oji Sandam who have the logo tatted on them, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so it's like, I was, I was like, yeah, I'm trying to like have this kind of connection. If, if it takes me like 10, 20, 30 years to like go mainstream, if I if I never go mainstream, I just want to like know that I made a real connection with the actual people that. Actually care about my art, you know what I mean? Yeah.
2: So, what what was the feedback that you used? Was there any feedback that you used in the making of art Art school dropout?
1: Uh, uh, really, it's on the technical side. So, uh, I engineered Big Homie. My I've engineered most of Art School Dropout too, actually. I engineered big homie. Oh, I engineer all my stuff. So there's that. But uh, <laughs> um, I took uh, a big takeaway was like cleaning on the engineer side. So I spent a lot of time like making it sound clean, Make, like <laughs> working on the technical stuff. As far as like actually creating, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm going to just do me. Hearing too many people when it comes like the art side, you're like, fuck around and, and not be yourself at the end of it all. Like, you know what I'm saying? All of a sudden you're just like fragments of what other people told you to do. Right. But when it comes like to the technical side, I like actually sat with like engineers that know what the fuck they're doing. And I brought my laptop and I was like, here is my session. Here's what my voice sounds like. Why does it sound like that? You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, why is it giving this? Why is it giving that? So I I like really took uh took advice on the uh on the engineering side the most. Mm. I heard too, like, you know, you wanna like I I had the idea of like finding a hit. Like I had an A and R told me to like find like she told me to like make a song that could be a single. And so I took that advice and flipped it and I was like, I wanna make I wanna make it to where every song could be a single. In whatever pocket it fits, you know, mm-hmm. instead of just having one hit, you know what I'm saying,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? Yeah, that makes sense. The mm-hmm. uh, so by, by the way, who's that? Uh, could you spell it, was that? Was it OG? What was the the rapper you were talking about?
1: Oh, so it's uh. It's OG Sondam, but it's like pronounced kind of, it's like spelled kind of crazy. I am not going to lie. <laughs> I'm going um, to actually, I'm going to put a link in there for y'all. All right. Because he, cha- he changed his rap name. It used to be Villamore, but he changed it. And that's like, like, he really liked my OG for real. I'm not even going to lie. That's my boy.
0: That's cool. The Yeah. Yeah. Hit me, hit me with that, with that link. I'd be interested in the, uh, to, to check that out. Um, but yeah, no, this is, um, uh, yeah. i
1: might have to put his YouTube in
0: the chat. Cool. Drop it in. Ah,
2: beautiful. Okay.
0: Ah, okay. The, uh, that's beautiful. So yeah, it was, it, it's, I admit that makes sense. The connection you have to your audience, to your art, to your mission, to your fellow artists all down the line to your team, like makes this a very connected uh experience. It's almost the difference between like an interactive class discussion and just the professor giving the lesson. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can feel this happening. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah with it. So the uh yeah. Kay, do you have do you have anything more before we go to recommendation corner?
2: Um, no, no, I've just we as I said we, we we look forward to hearing what you have next and what direction you go in next.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah I, I my anticip- my anticipation or my hope is to push this album for like a like the full year and drop videos. Like I wanna drop videos for every single song but I want to like pace it out throughout the year.
2: Let yeah. it breathe. That's smart. Yeah. Because I mean, a lot of artists are just, they do one project, they're already focused on the next one. And instead of letting, letting a project breathe and just living.
0: And you it's know? okay to like, it, like, I guess that is my, like people sometimes they worry because I think we, we talked about, I, if you want to be prolific, that's fine for 30 or 40 songs. But mm-hmm. after that, you're yeah, you got, it's going to have a hard time catching up, right? Yeah. I, I got other things going on in my life. But, uh, mm-hmm. and some people got depressed by that. was saying, look, just make sure if you make three albums or four albums during the year, you know which one's the big one. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, he, you need to have a tentpole album that leads people to the rest of your work. Mm-hmm. You can't just dump a buffet on them and say, here, do it. You know? <laughs> it's, not, it's not fair. Uh, people have lives. So it, that's a, that would be my recommendation there. But uh, mm-hmm. to recommendation corner of what we were doing, I was just listening to an interesting album today. Mixtape legend, Shy Glizzy. Uh, oh, a right. new album called And it was interesting and it was kind of like a kind of him trying to keep grabbing back his spot in the spotlight. And what I love about rap albums is you can start with what you think your mission is, but the Mm -hmm. album will pull your heart out and find the real mission. Right. Like the beginning of the album is like Chris Brown feature and the real is back. And it's like, I'm here and I'm taking my spot back by the end of it. It's old friends, new ops and, You know, another thug song. By the end of it, it's very mournful. Mm -hmm. And it's very spiteful to the people he was in relationships with previously. There's a lot of stuff that is dealt with that you almost feel like, I don't even know if he knows he's dealing with this right. Yeah. I don't even know if he knew he was going to make this kind of song. You know? Um, and, and, And it's a long 20 songs. You know the last one's called "Pain Lasts Forever." Like <sighs> by the end of it, that shit, it, it's just it it takes itself over that way. It's a really interesting listen um that that I'm enjoying. But yeah, and oh, the the podcast is called that I was on it's called "Unseen Underground" mm. um, by yeah. Unseen and it is a a podcast with rappers that are great, great rappers, the underground scene, but it focuses on your dreams and your encounters with the supernatural. Mm, that's crazy. Hmm. So uh, I I was like, oh, I hope he asked me why he did uh, because I have these like real, I have some really like a top two dreams that are pretty intensely interesting. Um uh, oh one of which I was a goon for a super villain That's uh, great. That was great. That, it was oh, man. I'm intrigued now and I walked through every bit of it so it was, it's a lot of fun the interview's great unsung is a sweet sweet gentleman great rapper so yeah uh, when that drops check it out she did two parts of Teddy Failey Kay, that are great mm-hmm. wow That's cool. uh, <laughs> uh Jamie what do you what do you have for recommendations for the people Oh, uh, right
1: now, um, so there's an artist out in South Carolina. Shout out to Columbia, South Carolina, um, named Swank. It's pronounced like it's like a it's spelled with like a dollar sign as the S W uh V instead of the A, then NK. But um so Swank had dropped a, I uh I get I'm gonna say project because I don't wanna put album on nobody, I don't put EP on nobody, but she dropped a project called Finding Swank and um I was a fan of her. I, I was I'm, I just I love her music. Uh we did a show together um in 2018, 2017. It was definitely pre-pandemic. Um but it was like an all female show that this uh lady named um vibing with vibing with Cree is her is her uh Twitter tag but um so I followed Swank for a minute and it's kind of like how you were saying like how you kind of see people's progression. Yep. Um I think Finding Swank is a really dope project because um, it's fun and it's topical, sonically. But, like, if you really listen to what she's talking about, I can, like, I can feel her finding herself. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can feel her, like... And she does a really good job at talking about, like, manifesting and, and, like, the power of self and all that in a fun way to where it's not, like... Lame. <laughs> right, 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 right. She does a good job of that. It's yeah. some real fun songs on there and her flows are crazy. Like the way she like the way she raps is like to the untrained ear, it sounds like simple, but yeah. it's actually like really complex. She got a song in there called Riot that I think is really cool. Um, she has a song called uh Birds that I think is cool. Um and it and I like how she relates, like she relates like, and honestly, like street shit. But like, she makes it relatable, and it's not like overly done. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like she rapping about killing people and stuff like that. But it's just like, yeah, you from that, and I feel you. And it's not like a a caricature of like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's 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 really she's she's really far. I really want to see like. I really want to see a full album from her because I feel like she gives us a lot of uh, she gives us a lot of like eight song six song type projects yep. But um, I want to see what, what it's like with her making like a full piece but it's been cool uh, seeing her journey and she just reminds me a lot of like because she's I think like 26 right now so she reminds me a lot of like where I was before I wrote like a full project so it's right. a lot of flexibility there but She's really fire. Like, and, and like her rollouts are always really cool. I love how low key she is. She don't really be like in the, in the in the, cha- the clout chasing stuff. She just drops her shit, uh,
0: fucks with her fans, and then goes on by her way. So like, shout out Swank. Swank. Right. The but we are in a flow paradise of lots of different flows, and I think uh, to build on the point you were saying earlier, Jamie, I think it's because of how hostile hip hop is, right? So. In rock, as you said, like there'll be six new bands or twelve new bands that come out every year that are like just doing Led Zeppelin. You yeah. know? And and rock critics will be like, that's great. We love a good Led Zeppelin. And there's <laughs> no like, no, no more Led Zeppelin. Stop yeah. it. Right? Whereas like if you come out in hip hop, like and you sound like somebody else, they're everybody's mm-hmm. after. Right, so nobody wants to sound like anybody, and that pressure has made some diamonds.
2: Innovation, I mean, I think you've said it before hip hop is the most competitive, you know, music genre, popular music genre in in the world.
0: Yeah, yeah. What I said specifically, Kay, is hip hop has grown and dominated because of its hostility towards Mm -hmm. itself. hip-hop hip hop is never satisfied with itself whenever yeah. a trend takes over a counter trend knocks it down so that we don't get boring right uh, mm-hmm. whereas other genres where fans are nicer people and the music is boring so uh, but yeah okay what what are you listening to what are you what are you bobbing?
2: uh i mean nothing nothing new this week let me see let me let me pull up and see if anything anything new uh Oh. Uh, okay. No, I'm, I mean, I'm still on, I'm still going back to that Planet Unfaithful from last week. That's, you yeah, yeah, yeah. we did last oh, week's show, Planet Unfaithful, Fat yeah. and Roper yep. Williams. Yep, That's the only, that's the only kind of relatively new thing that I've been listening to. Yeah,
0: it's cool. The, I would, K, okay, tomorrow, AJ Swade and Televangel drop the follow up album to the oh my last <laughs> it's going to be it, and the cover is beautiful they are undefeated on covers um uh, so yeah love suede love that uh so yeah there's lots of good stuff and you know og oh og oh og sandam i'm finding it on streaming services as two words o j i s a n space d o m yeah, so that is how I would search that if you're on whatever Spotify, yeah. whatever you wanted to do. And I, I just sent a link
1: to of uh of Swank stuff on YouTube, but y'all can find it everywhere.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
2: Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna check that out. Yeah,
0: so yeah, right. thank go. you, thank you everybody for. I mean this this was awesome. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I will keep repping the project. I love I love it. So. Yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate night.
1: y'all for, like, this was a dope interview, and y'all really pay attention, and I really appreciate that. So y'all, <laughs> y'all keep doing what y'all doing. We will.
0: <laughs>